love and light tribe so here we are in another series of the closet my name is jade there is no agenda here there is nothing that we plot or heavily think about whatever conversation comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as i drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy this day I had learned very early on that trip that the shit I believed in were just names. Names that someone else named and it was passed down to me as a child. I've noticed from watching children, whatever you say is factual because you are the adult, the first teacher. Children trust you because you are their parents and they believe you teach them from the eyes of love. It isn't until we are adults that we realize a lot of people are lost and equally still figuring life out themselves. So we've been fed with our faith. I contemplated that if I had changed the name, did chair, for example, still mean chair? And if I had changed the naming, would it still have a significant meaning to it? Everything has been passed down to us as children. Everything has a specific meaning, and it's not even because it's real for us, or because it's true. It's simply because we gave it our faith. Giving it power means we make this agreement that these words mean the same thing for all of us, when actually, we all agree because we all speak English, because we understand the imagery behind it. Ask yourself, why do you believe that this is a chair? Because someone taught you it, just like they did the alphabet, huh? It's called domestication. But what happens when we learn new ways? We start to study outside of our uprising. We challenge new religions and cultures. Internally, we create our own conflicts. Our new belief system clashes with what we've learned as a child. And then what happens? Skepticism creeps in our mind and produces doubt. We ask ourselves, is this wrong? Was I right? Did I get off track? What is my truth? A good example of this was one day my mother and I were on the freeway. I told her if someone asked me what was my religious beliefs, how would I begin to classify myself? And you know, the famous Christian line was that if you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins, blah, 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 you know the shenanigans. We joked and we laughed because when I was a child, every single Sunday, I would go to the altar and ask to be given for my sins and to be saved and ask Christ to come into my life. My mom would laugh and she would think how cute and how dedicated I was until finally she told me one Sunday, you don't have to go up there every time. It's like a one-time initiation. And at seven, what the hell does that even mean, right? Is this shit like confession? where I go to church on Sunday and then come home after living my regular life? Do I keep following the footsteps of my shortcomings? It's forgiven if you try your best because we were made imperfectly, right? But with my spirituality, it's a muscle. If I don't use it, I'll lose it. 
So my mom asked again at 25, what do you believe? I said, I believe there's a divine source and we all can have access to this infinite creativity. And how we do it is based on our gifts and our personal relationship that we have. She proceeded with, do you believe in the Bible? I said, I think I became a painter to understand the Bible. As a poet and an artist, when I feel creative and access that divine source, I try my best to paint what I see in my mind's eye. And I try to write as clearly and descriptively as I can. But this is merely how I see God. So, for someone to create a compilation of ideas, stories, and memories of the source, this is where it gets tricky. I know because I painted a thistle flower once. And someone asked me if I painted someone hanging themselves. While another person actually saw the flower. When we see art, it brings the subconscious thoughts to the forefront of our minds. Our mind is able to imagine and create our own realities based on emotion. And if I was at a contest per se, and they said, I want everyone in here to paint happiness, my portrait and Picasso's portrait would not look the same. A person who is dark spirited might enjoy gray and darker tones. And this could be their content place of happiness, whereas this would easily depict sadness for me. But does that really matter? And it doesn't. What matters is how he saw happiness and how I saw it. It's equally unique in our own imagery. So do I believe in God? Absolutely. I'm a manifestation of God. Do I absolutely know 100% those stories are accurate? No, because they are told by people who experience Jesus' essence. Our minds are subject to change based on time, emotional response, and acquired knowledge. And I can attest that as a writer, I've written many stories over and over from different perspectives. Yes, the very same story, but told differently each time. When I worked with the spiritual, this is exactly why I don't see others to heal me or guide me, because we all have our own belief systems. And when you go to someone, often you piggyback off their creativity. Whatever information they filter based on what they believe in, again, how they perceive the message. So it is important to do this solely for you and your own personal relationship with God or the ancestors, spirit, energy, whatever you believe in. God gave us nature. I feel the essence in flowers, knowing that the vital force of life is within the bloom. The warmth of the sun is my grace. The moonlight is my gratitude. I give thanks through the force and vitality of life, and I believe in love. The symbols and words we use are for the sole purpose to understand and express what we perceive. This doesn't make it indefinite, just useful. The problem is too many people use their own personal perception to justify what the fuck they believe in. They'll tell it to themselves and then to others and then the minds of others are therefore unlocked and challenged, thus creating a new paradigm. Our perception of truth is only relative truth because we agree. 
In terms of my Bible theory again, we can all perceive truth, God. And in order to explain the truth, we use our native tongue, language, to express. And expression is our human right to create art. Our art is no longer the definite truth because we use symbols. But symbols can only symbolize truth. And if you miss that, I'll go back to the chair theory. <laughs> we can all see the chair. Even if we don't know that it's called a chair, that's truth. Because the chair is real, it's the object right there. But once we call it chair, we use our native tongue to experience our point of view. And once we say, that's an old ass chair, an expensive ass chair, it's no longer true because it's based on our own liking and our taste. So as I was in Hawaii, I applied all these thoughts to my life. I realized I lived in illusions. None of these were my agreements. I had to create my own code of conduct, create my own boundaries. And at the end of the day, I realized what is real can't be changed. It doesn't matter what I believe. The moon rises every night, and that is truth. But it doesn't matter if I call that rising thing moon, luna, or mahina. I decided at a point, even for the same reason, that I didn't want to podcast anymore. Because my message is my truth simply because I believe it's true. It resonates. And it doesn't have to be truth to my listeners. But I jumped back in because angel means messenger of some sort. And we are all messengers, whether we deliver messages of love or deceit. We are still messengers. And I've been given life to deliver a message. And this is my art. Every night I talked to my uncle and we agreed what the fuck is distortion. We broke it down simply. We are alive and this is our truth. My physical appearance is real. But what I believe about myself isn't because I've changed my image many times. And this is my artwork. It's close to my truth because I tried to be authentic. But I can look in the mirror and say, my hair is messy. And my partner could say I'm gorgeous with bedhead. And these are our separate truths. I remember making a Snapchat story one day. I was so distraught. Many of my closest friends come to me for advice. They watch my growth. I honestly recorded, what's the point of telling a story when it changes every time I talk about it? I leave some parts out because it's pointless. It's changed based on my growth and my emotional state of mind. So... Is the background story real or just a waste of fucking time? I project myself differently with everyone. I'm not fun and outgoing when I'm with my daughters. I'm their mother. Yet I am fun and outgoing with my friends. So I said fuck everything that I knew because it's just a story that I was holding on to. My children can't say they know me because I don't share with them my intimate thoughts. They don't know what I'm dreaming about. And my personal agenda constantly changes according to the role that I'm playing. My personality when I paint is not the same personality as when I'm checking my daughter's homework. And does that mean that I'm fake? Nah. It means all versions are equally me. And I constantly will pick and choose until one is without force and feels right and natural to me.
when I became honest with myself, I didn't have to prove to myself because there wasn't an internal conflict inside me at all. I went to the beach one day. I walked into the water and said that I would surrender. Surrender to all the stories I believe, to revive and come out clean, starting over fresh. Many people saw that snap too. <laughs> My mind took another swing at things. Not to gross you out, but of all the years I've had sex, I've only had two daughters. And this is without contraception, without birth control, just pure, we not fucking right now. <laughs> and I remember asking my partner, what do you think it takes to make a child? It just has to be perfect, right? Like something has to align for a cause because we should have a big family by now. I think it's because only perfection exists, yet we hear nobody's perfect but we are we are here we are born perfect what we learn and believe is a flaw so many people agree to saying we have imperfections or is this just a great ass excuse to justify our poor behavior by hearing this lie no one is perfect we go search just to fail because we think that we don't even know what perfection is have you ever been in the perfect place of your life and still feel something is missing? That it would be perfect if you could just add this to it or be with this person. In our quest, we find everything in the universe works perfectly. It's just the humans that are fuck-ups. And this is completely true? Do you really believe that? We can't have awareness if we stay blinded with the lies. No matter how many times we've heard it, and from multiple people, it doesn't mean that it's true. Just that we all believe the same fucking lies. So what is my advice to you guys? You can't change your personal belief system if you don't have a conscious data on what you like and don't like. So how does one collect data, you might ask? Ask the universe, divinity, God, or your higher power. Align me with data and situations so that I can experience and discern what it is that I like and don't like for my highest good. I always mention the word for my highest good because without specifying positivity, you open up to aligning with anything that's being thrown in your lane because it's by default of seeking. So I'm always specific that it's divinity and lessons from grace and love. You don't need pain. You don't need fear and sacrifice to learn from anymore. It is true that most of us learn from grief, but you can choose to change your level of thinking. I personally know I don't have to learn from survival anymore because I'm vibrating from the eyes of love. And as soon as you've collected so much information, you can decide based on you and not based on the story you wish to uphold that controlled the belief in your image before the authentic you. My own data showed me that I had to relearn how to love myself by accepting me unconditionally. I created these boundaries and I was no longer prey for people who wanted to impose on me. They no longer had power because I loved myself. When you are secure, you can do without 
and within is only an addition to your happiness, not the power to your happiness. Another good thing I learned was the power of doubt. Doubt can break you if you are reaching from a less positive approach. But doubt can help you feel for the truth. If you use doubt to protect yourself, you aren't an easy target. If you don't believe, doubt becomes your strength. How do you know what is true? Truth lives even if you don't believe it. Lies need support with more lies. A lie needs negative doubt to have you believe in them. And if you don't believe with strong doubt, that positive doubt, the lie can no longer exist in your mind. Remember when I said something was missing in the prior episode, that I had it all figured out? Well, I know what resonated with me, but listening to the bullshit of others was exhausting. We look at people and say, wow, you're so lower dimensional. That's what I was missing. Faith in you, in humanity. Those who can't see the lifestyle they have no control over, just roaming blindly. I didn't know it it didn't have to be about my views. I needed to simply respect, just listen. Listen to how people express their reality. And I could use doubt to later recycle that whatever information that I didn't want in my physical experience. So now I know a lot of people's truth won't be my truth. It doesn't have to be that truth is right, only that truth is the truth for them. And that I choose to respect their truth unconditionally because truth comes with silence. You just feel, you know, you agree. And being in Hawaii transitioning, all of this was perfection. I was exactly where I wanted to be. I took my power back from all the beliefs and chose to believe in myself. And later, I could redistribute my faith based on me. We have all been hurt, and the war in our minds seems endless. But you have the choice to say, I don't want to forgive. I want to sit with my emotional vengeance, my jealousy, and my fucking pride. Or you can take responsibility of your own healing and just fucking heal.